Hello, this is Scotty McCoy. I am the author of the Ultimate Friday the 13th trivia book, and I am doing another book titled The Ultimate Slasher Movie Encyclopedia, and I am interviewing the cast and crew of the Friday the 13th franchise. And I currently have on the phone with me Roger Barnes, who played the Irish cop in Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Hi, Roger. How you doing? I'm doing good. This is a cold, snowy day. <laughs> Yeah, so I have a couple questions for you. The first one I have is, um, how did you get your start in acting? Awesome. So, uh, did you have an audition for the role of the Irish cop? And if so, what was it like? Uh, yes, I did. It was, um, uh, strangely enough, I was visiting Vancouver uh, from Toronto uh, at the time, visiting my sister, and an agent there said that uh, she'd got a call. They were having some trouble casting a part in this film. She didn't say what it was. Would I consider going in? And um, uh, the casting director was Fiona Jackson, I remember, because her, her uh, son is uh, Joshua Jackson. And uh, so, yes, it was in a uh, sort of an empty school, and the uh, shooting script was not called Friday the 13th, it was called Ashes to Ashes, and I went in, and um, she just said they'd been having trouble with trying to cast the part, and I, I couldn't see why they were having trouble, it seemed <laughs> straightforward enough. So I did the audition, and, and got a call later that night that uh, I had the part, and um, when they were shooting, uh, it was a little later, so I had to fly back to Toronto because I was doing something here, and then I flew back to Vancouver, and we shot uh, our stuff. And it was kind of that was what it was. It was pretty straightforward. Awesome. But uh, it was fun. So. That's great. So, uh, how was Rob Heaton as a director? I liked him. Um, he's very classy because he sent. Uh, oh, sometime after, we all got postcards. Um, oh, I assume we all did. <laughs> I mean, I did. <laughs> I got a postcard, on the, and the picture side is Jason, and uh, on the flip side it says, wish you were here in blood. <laughs> and uh, and I had a little note from Rob saying, you know, how much he enjoyed working with us, and, and um, I thought it was pretty classy. I've kept it. It's always, you know, a fun little souvenir. Right. Uh, but I liked him. I, I would have liked to work with him again, but it, our paths haven't crossed. Oh, I got you. So, what was it like working with Kane Hodder then? Well, Kane is a character. I, uh, I, I really liked him because, I mean, he's a, he's a prankster. Um, he's, uh, he has a lot of fun with the part. I think he was a stuntman beforehand. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he knows, like we all, in theater school, you know, you learn stage combat and things like that. So he knows his stuff so that things can look you know, more violent than they actually are. It's just the thing you learn how to do. Right. And um, uh, and one of his things, uh, certainly if you're new to the set, just before we shoot, he would sort of let out a, uh, like a growl or a yell or whatever, <laughs> someplace on the set. You had no idea where he was. Right. And then he would just suddenly appear. And uh, so that scared people. But uh, we, uh, we had a, our little bit where we got violent. There was another part of it that didn't make the cut where the body gets thrown back out onto the car. But oh. they didn't do that. So, um, 
And then, then sitting at lunch, he's, you know, he just takes the mask off, but all the other grizzly bits are sitting there and we're, you know, eating a pizza or something. And he's just, <laughs> right. <laughs> he's a good guy. I like him. That's great. So, um, and he's a big fella. So, <laughs> you know, he, he has an intimidating stance as it is. Right. So, uh, how long were you on set for and what was that environment like? Uh, well, we shot at night, all nighttime. Um, if it wasn't raining, they made rain. To, uh, they needed it. It was. Um, I like shooting at night. I've always liked shooting at night. And I think I was there. I don't know how many days? Three. Three days. I think it might have been three. Like, it was a long time ago, Scott. Right. Uh, but uh, no, I mean it was very professional. Everything about it. They had uh, all the signs directing people to set and everything were disguised. Um, mm-hmm. so that they didn't know what we were shooting. And I was curious about that. And they just said it just attracts too much attention, uh, you know, if people know what's going on. But uh, it, was a very, it was a tight-knit bunch. Um, I never saw anything that seemed to be out of, out of sorts. You know, they, they, uh, everybody worked very well together. Uh, Rob had a, a, a good control on, on everything. And his, I can't remember his first AD's name. But the first AD generally is like the captain that keeps everybody in line. And uh, they work very well together. So uh, as far as my, one of my first experiences for um, shooting in Vancouver, because I had ended up moving to Vancouver um, after that. uh, Because I I mean, I just got another show while I was there. And I said to my wife, I think we better move. (laughs) (laughs) Air fares were going to kill us. (laughs) <laughs> but um, no, it was good. I mean, it was uh, it lent itself because of the drizzle and the darkness, and, the, and we were in the back alleys in the, the east part of Vancouver, which okay. is you know, not the nicest part of town anyway. Right. It had a sort of a, a built-in scary aspect to it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, you said that they did film your death scene, right? So they originally filmed your death scene, but it was cut from the film. No, I, I, I uh, the part where I get killed or dragged into the uh, um, doorway. Okay. Uh, what I understood was that they were supposed to do what's called a dead body throw out to the hood of the car. Okay. Um, and whether or not, and and because, I mean I've done stunt work in the past, but I wasn't going to be allowed to do that okay. because it's a very difficult stunt. To, to, to do properly okay. and um, whether or not they actually did it I don't know um, I know I, I mean it never made the film right. so if they did do it either they didn't like the way it looked or they felt they didn't need it I think it was pretty clear that uh, that our Irish cop had met his end right. that's bizarre you know that's funny it's, it, I was really quite amused when you called or sent the email because um, <laughs> it wasn't a huge part but I, I just Amazing the little bit of attention the damn part got. I know. I get mail from people and people want a picture. Yeah. All right, well. It's got a big following. And even, like, I even had an interview a couple months ago with the guy that played the street urchin, the one with the boombox, Vinny Capone. I had an interview with him a few uh, months ago, and he said the same thing. He's like, I had such a small part, and like all these people messaged me, and you asked me for an interview. I didn't even think you would be able to come up with questions, and you came up with ten of them. Yeah. yeah, well, it's been, um, 
I was, a, I, I guess, having a surname that starts with a B, I, I know I got uh, listed on iTunes as cast. <laughs> oh, I, I <laughs> nice. was pleased with that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, since your death scene isn't shown on screen, I'm going to test your creativity. Um, we see Jason drag you into an alleyway. So if you could write an appropriate death scene for your character, what would it be? Oh, well, um, it was it was scripted. Oh, it was? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the part is basically, he, uh, uh, you don't, you don't, there was never anything to be filmed of what he did to the, uh, to kill me. Okay. The, the assumption was that he just twisted my head around sideways. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and, um, and then just picked up the, you know, the corpse and, and chucked it as he walked back to the car. I got ya. Because uh, there was no, um, he had no weapon with him. I mean, there was blood because I cut myself when we did it. But, um, and that was my first experience with something called liquid skin. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No. Like a liquid bandage. No, on the my when we swung around, um, we did a walkthrough and and did it. And I said to him, you know, we can okay, I'm going to do this and you do this, and it'll be a lot more violent. And he agreed. And so that's what we did. But in the course of time, my hand. Uh, swung across and scraped the light bar on the top of the car. Oh my God! So all across my knuckles got. Um, it wasn't a deep cut, but it was enough that it was going to that it was bleeding a bit. Wow! <clears throat> and, um, first aid came over and they sprayed my hand with what they call a liquid bandage. Right. And it looks you don't see anything, but it stopped bleeding. We just carried on. Oh wow! And we're getting we got more and more physical as we. Um, because yeah, we were once you work with somebody, once you've done it once or twice, and they know you, you start to get the parameters, yeah. then you can you can make it look as rough and tumble as you want. Yeah. Uh, so, but that was the assumption that he was just sort of twisted in half from the neck. <laughs> right. So you was. <laughs> they would have done, hey. So you said that the film that you filmed uh, your scenes in Vancouver. So none of that was done in New York. No, I don't think any of the film was done in New York. Okay. The whole thing was, in fact, the sweatshirts was Jason Takes Manhattan, and then over stamped over Manhattan was Vancouver. Oh, okay. But that's not uncommon. Yeah. You know, I mean, Toronto and Vancouver are double for everywhere in the States. Pretty much. I know that a lot of places film in Vancouver. That's a big, uh, a big um, area for filming a lot of movies and TV shows. Yeah, I did a lot of them out there. Yeah. Um, it's the time, the fact that it's in the same time zone as Los Angeles is helpful. Yes, agreed. And, um, uh, but, you know, they they also, we went through some times where, uh, you know, some of the L.A. agents and stuff were okay. making a fight. So, I mean, they still do a lot there now. Right. Um, I think they do the good doctor there and uh, oh, wow. a couple others I know <laughs> for sure. All right, and the last question I got for you is, do you have any uh, future projects in the works that you'd like to tell the readers about? Uh, every other actor just trying to get work. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, um, you know, it's kind of, you're usually running to feast or famine. You know, you're either really busy or you're not. Right. Um, I've written a series that I'm trying to uh, get made, um, talking with some people to see if that sort of comes to light. But, uh, okay. uh I mean, I, um, as 
<laughs> and, and so what happens, of course, is the types of roles that are available and the types of uh, roles that you're considered for, right. uh, they change and they evolve. Um, I'm looking forward, actually, to some of the stuff you know that's come, that comes up. But when you get to my age also, there's a lot of guys um, out there that have been around you know just as long and have you know have good resumes and are good actors yeah. so it's not like your competition doesn't uh, go away the only difference is you know most of them are your buddies yeah <laughs> so, so like, you go into an audition it's the usual suspect <laughs> uh, uh, yeah i wouldn't mind uh hitting a little string of, of stuff right now i right. mean um it's always helpful definitely it's, Exactly. And I have a question actually um, for you because um, I have an interview on Monday with somebody from Vancouver and I'm going to be calling him now. Would I get charged international calling? Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you know you know how much that is approximately? Well, it depends what you're calling on. Okay. I'm, I'm with Verizon. I just didn't know if you had an idea or not. Well, I mean, you can check with them, but it's okay. probably uh, you're going to get hit with long distance. That's all. Okay. I'm, I could check with my plan to see if I have that included. I'm not sure if I do or not. That'd be great if I did, though. Have them call you? Yeah, I, I asked him, but he said that he would prefer me calling him, and he gave me his number. <laughs> and that's the big oh. name, actually. It's, uh, Jason. it's actually the guy that played Jason in uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's Ken Kersinger. He also was in Part 8 as the New York City cook. Yeah, he uh, just emailed me literally right before you uh, called me the first time when my phone auto-rejected the call. <laughs> uh, well, um, uh, yeah, I hope, this, I hope this all works out for you. Yeah, I hope so too. I've been working on the book for a while. I have three books already out um, published, um, and I'm working on two more, this encyclopedia, and I'm working on a Nightmare on Elm Street trivia book as well. Yeah, well, that'll be fun if you can get hold of some of those people. I'm Definitely. I know there's other guys that were in other Freddy, you know, um, Friday the 13th. Yeah, so far I interviewed roughly, I believe, two and a half. I mean, two and about maybe two dozen, I'd say. And um, I have a I have another interview after you at six. Um, my time with Terry Kaiser, he played Doctor Cruz. Mm -hmm. And then I have an interview uh, tomorrow with uh, Stephen Williams, who played in Jason Goes to Hell. And I have three interviews on Friday, one on Saturday, and then two on Monday. Oh. <laughs> so on top of that, and then teaching, I teach during the day at my alma mater, so I do that online. <laughs> wow. So much going on this right. week. <laughs> I am too, and some people are, are saying that uh, I have to pay them, other, but most of them are saying that they're willing to do it for free, and that's even better. That's what I want to do. I'm not. I don't want to pay anybody to do a project like this, you know. You don't pay people for interviews. Exactly, and I had an agency actually uh, message me back saying that it was too much work to get all the people I requested that they represent. So they want me to uh, interview. They want me to a hundred dollars a per for, per uh, member. I'm like, really? I think so. I can get them, get them, um, get them up quick. I have the email up.
<laughs> the name of the the name of the agency is Universal Talent Bookings. Um, I'm not sure. I got all the information um, from most of it was from IMDb, and that's where they were from, and they represented a lot of the names. But some of the names weren't even like big names; like they were in the film for like a couple, even a couple minutes at most. Yeah, well, did they have parts or were they just background? They were in parts. They did have parts, but like I said, most of the people I got, um, actually everybody I got was uh, free. There was only one person that requested uh, payment when I messaged them through Facebook. Everybody else did it for free, and this is the first agency that actually uh, told me they're charging. Well, uh, if I said was, if you got their email, you know, thank them very much. And said I've, I've been speaking uh, to uh, performance from the films in much, in much greater role. Right. Right. Yeah. We're still getting money from that film. Yes. So, um, and then you might put in a little thing that, uh, you know, obviously your clientele does not need any kind of promotion or, you know, acknowledgement. Um, but thank you so much for talking to me. (laughs) Yep. That is true. (laughs) I will definitely do that. Thank you. Exactly. There's 12 different films in the franchise, so... Exactly, I agree. Like, and that's the thing I'm saying. Like, I, when I'm asking them for the interview, I'm giving them free publicity. Like, every question I ask is fe- to promote future projects. Exactly. And then I make I make a five minute like a five minute sneak peek or whatever, and put on my fan page. I have almost three thousand followers on my fan page, and I put a little sneak peek um there. And the question I always include is that last question: if they have any future projects. Because that, and then they're getting publicity there. That way, if my book is is out after their products are done, they're still getting the publicity from my fans and followers through Facebook and all my social networking. Well, exactly. And, and, and the thing is, the industry, uh, the industry is built on you know cooperation and relationships and things like that. Yep. Who knows which one of us, you know, next year could be? You know, I might suddenly be famous. Right. And you can say, well, you know, we got a follow up. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> anyway, well, I thank you for your time. I wish you all the best, Scott. Thank and, you so much. Uh, uh, you got, I sent you a photo. Yep, uh, I got that. Now, is that am I able to use that in my book? Is is that copyrighted to you, or is that copyrighted by the film itself? Um, neither, I believe. It was uh, uh, a fan <laughs> um, who somehow got a screen grab. Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. So, uh, did he put that photo on it? 
Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. I appreciate uh, it. I hope everybody cooperates because it's, uh, you know, one hand washes the other. Right? Exactly. I hope so, too. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck to you. Thank sir. you. You, too. Bye. Yep. Bye. -bye. Bye.